Internet friends, and welcome. That is up number 124 of Final Boss TV, your Wild Gay Rating Show. My name is Adam KK Bay. I'll be your host for the Method World First Helia interview slash state of the game slash our legendaries ruining World of Warcraft. The top 10 reasons why, and number five will shock you. I don't know. Man, we have so much to talk about on the show today. We have returning guests and one new one. I'll leave the new fresh meat till later, but real quick, of course, around the table for his 17th time on the show with new sheets. There's Roger. Hello, sir. <laughs> what the? <laughs> oh, 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 that's me. Hello, guys. Glad to be back. Uh, sorry, I took a took a small nap there. Oh, um, yeah, okay. good to be here. Good to be here. Excited for this interview. Hello, guys in the chat. We're just yeah. wait, waiting for the, the for, there it is. The chat caught up. Yep. Mm-hmm. There it is. And there's Sko. He's over here. Hello, sir. Hello. Welcome back. How's it going, guys? Good to be back. That's it, huh? That's all we get? On a wink. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and the wink. Goodness me. And here's the fresh meat. There is Chris Potter. Hello, sir. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good to be here. So I, I'm not going to say it, but do you want to tell us where you're reporting from? Like, where are you broadcasting to us from live right now? Where where are you? Oh, my country or? Well, I mean, <clears throat> he's currently in prison. My uh, prison, uh... or? <laughs> yeah, your prison. Prison. I just on vacation. Oh, undisclosed. Oh, can you go downstairs and let him out? Uh... <laughs> I'll work here is not done till nighthold, Roger. Please. Oh. Okay. <laughs> This is this is the new method initiation process, right? You just keep him in Sko's basement. I say get much, first, apparently. Much, yeah. Oh, okay. You're just gonna lock him up so they just keep. Mm-hmm. I understand totally. Apparently, my volume's quite low right now. Oh. Uh, it, it it adjusted itself a little bit, but you're loud again. I don't know what's going on. You were fine on my end for a little bit there. You're just gonna be a little more bo more boisterous here. Get get out there. Get you know. If you guys can hear me in the chat. Can we get some shields up or? Oh gosh, again. Oh, like <laughs> if, if you're watching this on YouTube right now or audio only, you already take it over my chat as it is. So you got to be here for the live show, because I, I can't I can't make what's happening up in Twitch chat. I mean, it just happens. So, GM of Method Scott and then Roger and Chris are both officers in the guild. But around the table, real quick again, just in case no one knows who the hell you are, we'll go back to Chris first. Oh, there's the shield wall. The delay. It's so ridiculous. Well, I'll go to Scott first then, because he's destroying my chat right now with <clears> his <throat> damn memes. Sko, who, who, who are you? Who? Hello? Um, who am I? Yeah. Well, my name's Scott. Better known as Sko in the World of Warcraft. The Guildmaster of Method. Basically, guys, I play Warrior Tank. Um, I've basically done it for the last 12 years. Um, so a lot of you guys are probably familiar with me as well, because I've been on the show like three or four times now. Mm -hmm. I think it's been over a year since I was last on it which was after the Archimon uh, World First. Yes. So I guess a, a lot has changed in like the last year. Um, primarily for me, I left my full-time um, employment in finance working for General Electric, and now I work full-time on um, Method the Guild, the stream, and uh, the brand. So it's good to be back. Yeah, that's wild. It's definitely been a huge... <laughs> <laughs> I 
we're, we're going to talk more about that, of course, about how the, the brand of Method has grown. And the first time I interviewed you guys, way back in MOP, I want to say, it was just the guild. And now it's multiple games, multiple teams, <laughs> winning different titles and stuff. So it's come a long way. So it's definitely a full-time job now, right, Scott? Dude, it's more than a full-time job. Like, oh. it's like 14-hour days, man. Like, trying to, <clears throat> trying to stream for like 40 hours a week. Um, be involved in the guild and be involved in trying to grow the brand. It's just like every day is just like crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting though, and I don't uh, I don't have any regrets. It's just been like the best year ever. Awesome. And Roger, who who are you besides the fact that chat might know uh, you from your awesome sheets? Right. Uh, so <laughs> my name is Roger Brown. That's not my real name. My real name is George, but uh, everybody calls me Roger. I've been in Method for seven years now and been an officer for most of that and uh, yeah i've been playing a hunter since vanilla haven't changed it at all i'm up to like i think like six 650 days played or something wow so yeah i've played a lot of hunter over the years and uh yeah what else to say <laughs> i also <laughs> since since the last time since the last time i was in the show which was like over a year and a half ago right i got my uh, degree from my uni so I'm done with that, and uh, now I'm uh, focusing more on my stream, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. What did you get? A what did you finish a degree in? Uh, finance and accounting. Mm. Uh, You're just picking up where Scott left off, then, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking after me, man. Yeah. I was just, just looking up to my idol. <sighs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And Chris, you're the fresh meat here sir what's what's uh what's your little bit of backstory on you sir uh i'm chris potter but you may know my character is potter druid i was a uh, officer in rapid eye movement um since throne of thunder and yeah i play healer right now i play video games a lot i get world first that's what i do <laughs> i like that's that it. That's... he's a pretty good healer man pretty good healer P pretty good hmm Coming from the man himself Jeez, yeah, don't, you're gonna you're gonna I'm, cut that from I'm the broadcast. Trying, I'm just trying to make him feel good about himself, so he's less nervous on the show. Yeah, feel that self confidence. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> just 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 looking at the three uh, guests now, yeah, it's like mm -hmm. the three stages in method. First, you come in as a young and you know careless guy, and then suddenly once you start playing, you start growing a beard, and then yeah, the final stage is go, yeah. Final <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> The final, it's the evolutions of, of a it's, method yeah. raider, yeah. But yeah, definitely. Like, fast forward like a year from now or two years from now with Chris, he's gonna have a full beard and everything, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep, definitely. So, going off of what Scott opened up with, with a lot has changed for method over the last year plus. Obviously, it's no news to anybody about the huge method now Serenity split where a lot of people from original method have formed their own guild and they are now serenity and method joined with rapid eye movement to form what is i guess method 2.0 so scott you want to walk me through i guess how the the split merger reformation has went over the past year year plus ish or so sir yeah sure um <clears throat> well let me start off by saying that to begin with it was extremely extremely difficult when the when the whole split went down mm -hmm. um that was over a year ago there was like a there was like a lot of misinformation and rumors going around in the community. Um, and on top of that, there was a few guys who had left the guild, who basically took the opportunity to badmouth Method on uh, multiple occasions. 
basically stating that the guild was dead, that they would have no competition in the future. And uh, yeah, I tried not not to let that get to me, but it was definitely like a constant um, a constant annoyance like in the back of my head, like all the time. I was thinking about it all the time. Um, so we've obviously worked extremely hard in like the last year um, to rebuild the guild. And I'm glad that the, the hard work and effort that's been put into it in the background has, has really shown in Legion so far, because we've had some pretty great rating results. And shout out to all the boys in Method for making that happen. Um, in regards to actually merging with, with the Rapid Eye movement, <clears throat> it's actually a pretty funny story because after this whole split went down, I was actually literally about to reach out to Rapid Eye movement and discuss uh, the possibility. But then by pure coincidence, I ended up meeting one of the officers of Rapid Eye movement in the airport at Copenhagen. Hmm. And so like just pure coincidence. And then so basically that was like the first time that we spoke. Uh, I was, uh, it was Pemmel, the one of the healing officers. And shortly after that, we took a we took a call um, when we got back with me, Roger, and the officers from Rapid Eye Movement, and uh, we kind of just took it from there. And since then, things have been going great, and we've uh, we've got a huge hunger to win, and we've put in a lot of preparation on basically every level to do just what was needed. So <clears throat> it's going good. I'm re I'm really happy with how things have turned out, and I just like I said, I want to shout out to the guys in Method for putting in the work. That was definitely that first initial when Xavius fell, even though Scenarius was arguably the real end boss of the Emerald Nightmare, and then Method didn't get the world first, and they were all like, the memes flew rapidly, like, oh, lol, lol, Serenity Method, all this crap, right? But I mm. think mm. It, it's a weird, tumultuous time with this initial block of raiding, because the real race hasn't even begun yet. Sure. Like so, you mentioned you mentioned Zabius, and obviously right. we were we were a little bit disappointed to not get, I guess you could say, the world first on Zabius. But at the same time, it was just um, yeah, it was kind of like a really weird um, uh, raid race, I guess you could say. Right? It ended, it ended in one day. I didn't we didn't expect at all to go to sleep and wake up wake up to find that it'd been the last boss had been killed because the last boss has always you know been the hardest boss of the dungeon, normally taking a couple of days to kill. But <clears throat> I guess at the same time. Because it was the first raid tier that we'd done since, you know, putting in all that work in the background to rebuild the guild. Um, world second uh, and beating, obviously, uh, Serenity in this in this race was, it was the best feeling a world second has ever had, obviously. Hmm. Um, it was it was extremely satisfying in that regard. Um, so it wasn't all doom and gloom. And obviously, we've uh, <clears throat> we've stepped up in Trial of Valor and taken that first place. So we're looking forward to Nighthold, for sure. Right. I, I think there is, there have been a lot of, like paces set or or statements thrown out there or just these these building blocks to how the raid race is going to be in Nighthold with 10 bosses in one raid and obviously Gul'dan and then tier sets where split raiding becomes a lot more important and a lot more RNG involved and new legendaries soon all this stuff so it's going to really show who has the better organization and raid roster and team and preparation and like focus. Cause these two raids were riddled with obviously exploits and bugs and balance issues and a whole slew of things. But, but I guess Roger then how, cause you're one of the original members of method. So how many other original members were in method that are in, that are still in the guild now? Um, so it was me, Skull, obviously, and then um, a rogue called uh, Perfecto, although he's been changing his name, now he's called Worst Player with all <laughs> kinds of weird letters in his name. 
people are asking me like, oh, give me the, his armory, and I can't even do that because of the. I think uh, I think he's intentionally named his character that way so people can't can literally not whisper him to ask more questions. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think so as well. <laughs> because every strange character on the keyboard, man. If you, if you make the strange characters at the end of your name, it's fine because then people can kind of, you know, slash W and then put the first right. couple of. Uh, Letters, but he actually put it on the second letter, so you're you cannot whisper him. Anyways, um, so it's um, yeah, Misko, worst player, and uh, just wait were the people who stayed originally, mm. and uh, then we had uh, Lexi, aka Vikina, Vikina, um, mm. who rejoined us for uh, at some point after um, we had Mers, so he joined right before Emerald Nightmare, basically, and uh, yeah. So that's a total of five. Well, actually, <clears throat> I guess you could also say as well that a couple of days ago, we also accepted uh, Logok back as a trial and method. So yeah. that's another plus one. But I would like to point <clears throat> out that <clears throat> although there was, I guess you could say, uh, only a few members, I feel as if some of these members were critical in method success, like both in the past and also played a big part in the in the present as well. Like both Roger Brown and Just Wait, for example, were definitely key to, to method's uh, success, I think. Uh, for a large part, um, they've both been in the guild since like Battle Lich King, so <clears throat> it's good to have those uh, those guys back in Europe, yeah. It's a wild thing, because normally whenever you think about this, I had a similar, this is like way back in the day, I had a guild merger in Swotor with a totally different guild, and that's the only time I've ever, that's my only experience with doing a guild merger. And that was like 9 from one and like 11 from another to form up for a 16-man, this is like a super casual thing, but there was so many just uh, weird conflicts of interest and who's in charge and who's in charge of what now. And I never knew like how that would work in a, a much bigger experience with a WoW guild, especially one at the, the forefront, you know, the top world stage. So was there uh, that, how does that work out with who gets like, who, who carries what flags, I guess, is the best way I can say it. Like, how do you work out who's in charge of what, and how do you rekindle all that and squish it all back together to a new guild? Yeah, um, can I just say from, I guess, the method players that stayed, yeah. um, from at least my perspective, and then I guess Chris can say from his perspective, because it's yep. obviously different. Um, but yeah, I think, in general, mergers, if you have half and half of a guild, and you bring them together, similar to if you remember Encidia and uh, sorry, uh, Enichilum and SK Gaming back oh, in yeah. TBC. Anyone, I don't know if anyone remembers that. And they formed Encidia. Um, I think that is a bit harder to do because then you have uh, the split, you know, between the two parts that joined in. Right. So it's really hard, really hard to break that up. But in this case, we were a few people who stayed in method, and then basically. It was more like us um, having to get, uh, you know, get acquainted and, um, you know, mix in to the uh, rapid eye movement guys. So it's easier when it, if it's clear, you know, like few people need to adjust to what the others are doing and maybe, you know, bring in their own thing instead of having two separate groups coming together, which is going to be a lot weirder. Uh, but yeah, I think it was tough. Especially because it was at a dead time, so we joined forces after Archimon was dead. Um, it was uh, about a year and three months ago, 
So at that point, we only, it was the last raid, it was only HFC and it was, um, we just did like one raid per week and that was it. And uh, it's really hard to get involved in the guild and get to know everyone. Like imagine just joining a guild and I'm used to knowing everyone's voice on uh, our voice comms and then suddenly I don't know who is talking and like who who are these people and right. you get slowly but steadily you start knowing who is who and building relationships and having like oh it's this guy and I know how his personality but at the start it's very weird at least for me because I've been in method for so long uh, but yeah as the time passed and especially when uh, the beta started um, happening and a lot of people were starting to play beta in the guild we got to know each other and played a lot more with each other and right. it got uh, way better. And then, of course, as soon as Legion came out, uh, it's just, you know, by that time we were pretty, I, I was pretty confident in um, the guild. Yeah, I agree. About, oh, yeah, I'm throwing over to you now, Chris. What is your thought mm -hmm. from the other side of the uh, the fence here? Well, for, for Rapid Eye Movement, we were always kind of uh, like improving steadily. We like we were making our way towards, well, you know, the top level, world first, uh, slowly, but, we were still a few tiers off from it and we were missing literally like, like a handful of core players um, that we were kind of always, you know, having a few players drag us down in important roles. So honestly, like the four players that we got from Method when we made the merge was like the perfect, like the perfect handful of players we could have got. Yeah, we got two tanks that played together um, for World First like multiple times. And we got uh, like obviously Roger's like really good with tactics and stuff. He's like helping radiating that kind of thing and Perfecto's solid DPS. So it was really like the perfect few players we needed to you know come together and create a world first team no mention and, of uh, tanking or anything oh, i said the two tanks man wow i said the tanks i never I, I i've never understood if that was an actual just one of those inside jokes that became sort of a meme out there or not but that's been a thing that's always around for a while. It's always like, Sko's tanking, dot, dot, dot. I don't ever, I don't, I don't, I mean, you watch the kill videos and you watch the stream. And even though, even though Scott, your UI still hurts me, it's, it's, it looks fine. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else, what, what are people expecting? I don't know, what, what did, I have no idea. It wasn't, it wasn't the problem, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. You can say it. Yeah. <laughs> Their hashtag score wasn't the problem. I think with tanking as well is that it's like quite important that the two tanks like communicate well with each other and also with the healers as well. But like Sko and Justway were really good as a team, and I think that's like pretty important. I think that's probably core to our success is that they like have tanked together before and they they work well. There's no friction or anything. Like you know, they sort out problems quickly. That's what you want, really. Right. You don't want tanks to argue in and just causing stupid wipes because they couldn't decide on something or you know that kind of rubbish. No, it's very true. I mean, Just Wait was more of the, the the fresh meat position over a year and a half ago now, too. I mean, I'm looking back over the, like, he was, you know, the new guy on the block for the, uh, the, the Black Hand back in, um, last expansion. Uh, it's, it's been interesting to see from the outside in how, how that all goes together. Oh, gosh, the shields are coming up again. I can't. You can't. I, I, I'm not showing chat in on the show today, but it's something. Mm hmm. It's something for sure. How about how large is the roster now overall? Like, What's the actual full roster of, of Raiders going into, uh, I guess, going out into Nighthold, Scott? 
think we're saying around, um, if you include trials right now, about 25. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Chris oh. or Roger. <clears throat> but I think we're saying around, 26, I think, yeah. Yeah, about 25, 26. Okay, 26. It's a good size. It's a good size. Yeah. I mean, our recruitment's always open for like, uh, like an exceptional player, but um, it's we're definitely looking strong right now for Nighthold. So definitely pretty, uh, pretty hyped for that. So there were no... I guess the, the one thing I'm also curious about now is the method brand. It's not just a raiding guild of World of Warcraft now. I mean, you guys have, I don't even know. I have your website pulled up to a different page <clears throat> right now too, but you have different teams in tons of different aspects because you have the arena team. Mm. You also have an yeah. NA and an EU team. You have an Overwatch team. Do you have anything else coming up or, or ever? How, how is the brand <clears throat> balance. Yeah, um, so basically Method expanded from, from being just a PvE guild into a team that includes um, multiple PvP arena teams. Like, for example, I don't know if you checked out, you were at BlizzCon, right, Bay? Yeah. Um, I, I guess you watched the Grand Finals, or? I have watched it on, like, YouTube, yeah. Yeah, okay, you weren't there at the live event, because that, no. was, that was, like, crazy. Like, one of our one of our PvP teams was C-Doob and Ricky and, sorry, C-Doob, Smex and uh, Bean Slayer and Snots win the Grand Finals, so that was pretty pretty epic. So we had a couple of PP teams uh, participating at BlizzCon. Um, we also have an Overwatch team, like a top North American Overwatch team. Um, and also some individual streamers that also play under our banner. But um, basically this expansion has allowed Method to to work with several partners and sponsors, mm -hmm. which which allows which obviously fuels our growth, while at the same time it um, it lets us support like our current teams, our current players with some pretty cool stuff. So whether that's like uh, financial support or products like you know peripherals like Jinx gear, or for example the uh, the recently announced DX Racer chair. I don't know if you've seen like the Method DX Racer chair. I have. It's, uh, it's pretty badass, man. To be honest. So yeah, I mean <clears throat> the expansion is just great for everyone in Method, basically like current teams, and obviously we're looking to continue to gr to grow that so that it's uh, it's more rewarding for everyone. I was actually just going to see if I could bring it up on on stream. Because that was it was a pretty neat thing to see that it, I don't know how much it obviously you could probably attest to how much it takes to because you're not like a League of Legends team right you're not yeah, exactly. a Dota team you're not a Counter Strike team you're a WoW PVE guild and how do you get it just yeah it's made things it's made things very very difficult in the past right going out mm -hmm. of uh, WoW PVE into something bigger is, is very, very difficult. Right. Um, because WoW PvE is not really considered by many um, sponsors or partners to necessarily be um, a competitive eSport, for example. Um, so while there's good viewership there, and there's, there's a lot of people that play WoW, a lot of partners or potential sponsors can easily overlook World of Warcraft. Um, and I think I think that's part, Blizzard is definitely part, partially to blame for this. You know, they haven't really done a whole lot in the past mm -hmm. in regards to both PvP and PvE um, competitions. And I think... I mean, I can I can say to you guys now that we have some pretty exciting plans for 2017 that will hopefully uh, help to uh, to fill that void um, for everyone who's playing wire both the PvP and PVE. So stay tuned for that, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty wild because you get the accolades to get on the get noticed more in the eyes of like the bigger names, you know, that jump on like the you know the TSM bandwagon or the Cloud Nines or whatnot, right? And that's nothing is in yeah. Like get it, wow, PVE guild is on in the limelight to that degree. You're trying mm. to to bridge in there, which I see that's the reason why they shouldn't be. Like they, they, Blizzard, obviously, in World of Warcraft is a huge game. So, but yeah, they yep. do support PVP a lot more than PVE. 
But, but still, and- even the support for PvP isn't that good, to be honest. Um, yeah. Like I said, I mean, we've got some plans for next year that are going to be pretty exciting. And in general, since we've started expanding the uh, the guild, we've seen some really good growth. So things are actually going well. Mm. Um, so the future is definitely bright. Um, so, oh yeah, I'm happy. That's awesome. I mean, I was going to say, as we are streaming lists right now, if you're watching this on YouTube or in the future, at the same time we're doing this live, there is the the WoW Collegiate Mythic Plus Dungeon Race right now being cast by Slootbag and Lore, which is, I want to say, one of the first times outside of, like, the Raid Race at BlizzCon they've ever done something PvE-ish outside of BlizzCon. They had like a raid race like back in like Cataclysm or some something or whether, but this is the first time I think we've seen anything. So maybe, maybe they're trying something. We'll see. But I hope so. But the mythic plus. Uh, didn't you say, Chris? You were looking at the stream. They're not even. It's a plus ten race, but they don't even have the ten affix though. Yeah, it looked a bit weird. Aww. They had uh, both. They had three normal affixes instead of usually have two. Mm-hmm. So they had bolstering, necrotic, and what was the last one? Um, sanguine, I think. But no, no tyrannical fortified. I don't know. It's a bit weird. Obviously, they're like trying something out there, but I'm not really sure what they do. They are uh, experimenting around, I guess. Yeah, that's that's fine from our end. Funny right? that, yeah. Any new yeah. coverage or support for the of course, for PVE? All, all about that. Yeah. Definitely want to see more of that. So, are there any major hiccups, I guess, along the way before I? I move us into more of the meat and potatoes of this. Any hiccups along the way of going to Legion with the uh, the merger and stuff like that? Anything you wanted to to touch on? I mean, it's really. Uh, I guess I should say it's kind of hard to pinpoint any particular hiccups along the way. Right. But obviously, it's been quite a challenging year in general um, with everything that's happened. I mean, it's obviously a lot of work to build and prepare a guild for World First. So um, it's definitely been uh, challenging. And a lot of effort's been put in there, especially from the officer team and method. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I mean, Legion's, a great, Legion's absolutely great, and I'm really, really enjoying it, um, especially playing with the guild. So it's, it's probably the happiest that I've been in WoW for a long time. Um, so any, any hiccups that have come up, come up definitely haven't uh, outweighed the, uh, the good times. Well, that's actually really my next question. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Roger. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the biggest thing has been that uh, ever since the whole uh, split happened, um, even after we merged with the Rabidite movement, there's been like this uh, idea around the community, I think, that it's we're not really a contender for a world first race. And um, it's been haunting us a bit over the last year or so. But I think uh, now that we've proven that we can actually <laughs> perform, during the progress race, and that it's it feels good that that has not like I haven't had uh, people asking me that in my Twitch chat at least any longer. So definitely feels good to have that obstacle out of the way, because uh, yeah, it's not the greatest thing to be hearing that all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing about Emerald uh, Nightmare as well is that even though we got second, like. It was a uh, still kind of a win for us because we proved that we're competing. If you know what I mean, because there were there was a lot of people saying that you know the new method is not the you know legit. They can't really compete for anything. Yeah. So even though we did lose, it still felt like we definitely showed that we're in the competition and we're going forward first probably. And then obviously Trial of Valor, we smashed everyone and got it. So that says it all. That's that's one way to put it for sure. I 
I, I was the, the broad strokes question I had that that Scott led into there was what do you guys think of Legion so far and how is the expansion compared to the previous ones? I'll go right back to you, Chris, because Scott kind of already answered the question. It's like you see the show notes or something. But what do you <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Chris? Um, about Legion in general? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I would really enjoy it a lot if I was a more casual player. I think if you weren't going for first, I think it would be like so much fun. But it's just having to do, there's so much to do. And then having to do it, especially at the start of the expansion, when we had to level and gear six characters really, really quick. Ugh. And it was just so, so much playing and just grinding. And like, it's, it would be fun if you just had to do it on one or two characters. But for us, it, like the effort that we're putting in, it's, it's gone past fun into, you know, too much now. But it's a, it's definitely a good expansion. I'm not sure if I like the legendaries and the whole RNG of it. You know, some legendaries are absurdly overpowered compared to other ones and that kind of thing. But okay. overall, I, I like the expansion. This for me personally, it's the first time that I've been going for, you know, actually going forward first and not just going for top ten or something. So that's definitely made it a lot more fun. I think um, a lot more excitement in the game. It's a, when you're going for first. I'm sure it's a very different atmosphere and like tension and stress level, sure. And mm. obviously it only affects the very sh small number of people overall. I would argue like less than 200 people, maybe 240 in the world that it affects in this level. But you guys definitely put a lot of time into it. And I have trouble juggling and making sure I keep up with all the stuff to do on two characters because we only do one split run. But you guys, like you just said, have six which yeah. I don't even want to think about that. Roger, what do you think about Legion so far? Um, okay, so... How can I put it? As uh, Chris said, this expansion has been great. Um, if you are a casual player, you're probably enjoying uh, this expansion a lot, and especially compared to Walls of Draenor. And um, <laughs> uh, the thing is... I feel like we have a similar situation to, well, it, to a lesser extent to what uh, happened with the garrison last oh. expansion. Mm. So what happened was the garrison was cool at the start. And once you reached, uh, you know, once you maxed it out, mm, you started losing interest into it. And you're like, okay, do I need to pick up these herbs? Do I need to pick up this ore? Do I need to send all of the gold missions every single day? Because it was efficient, right? Like, you were getting gold from doing all of that. But at some point, I think, well, I did, and I think a lot of people did, just get bored totally out of that. Right. And um, especially if you have it on one character, obviously it's fine. But once you have a five alts as well, you're like, I don't want to do this every single day. <laughs> this feels like I'm playing Farmville or something, you know? So what did they do? They liked, <clears throat> obviously there were some good ideas in that. And what they do in this expansion, they just took it and toned it down a notch. And now you have Order Hall, where you can still send missions, but you only send a couple of them. And you only have a few followers. And you don't go out and get more or have the tavern where you can get new ones or, you know, none of the repeatable stuff that you had to do in the past. Right. So I think this is a way better implementation um, of uh, the Garrison idea. And I think... What they did with the uh, artifact power system and the, the relics and the legendaries, it feels the same to me, mm. like uh, the garrison, where they went all out and just like, 
yo, you can farm as much artifact power as you want and yeah. put it in one weapon, then put it to another one, then another one, and then, you know, there's no end to that. Uh, same way with the legendaries. You can get legendaries for this spec, for the other spec, and you're just like, okay, at some point, I want to feel like I've completed this thing and move on and do some other stuff and not have to worry about um, falling behind all the time. And uh, I think that's probably what they're going to do in the next expansion. I don't know, obviously, I don't have any inside info, but I think they will keep some of these systems, um, you know, but tone them down a notch. For example, I could totally see them having artifact power again, but probably going on all three of your specs or four or two, depending on what you are. Okay. Scott, Scott can't handle this right now. Dude, can we just get the TLDR version here, man? I was, well, I'm going off of, I was, well. Roger had, had a really good point in explaining all this stuff. Cause my, my wrap up on that was that and I've said before on other episodes is that Blizzard's pendulum of what they think is what players want always goes like way too far in one or the other direction. And it, it now in Legion, it's just totally swung. I know chat's gonna. Yep, exactly. It's there's almost from. I mean, again, my perspective. I have two characters, and it's a lot. So, is it you guys do it to yourselves, right? You guys do it to yourselves to have all this stuff to to keep up with, and I'm sure spreadsheets to maintain and checklists to do every day. But there is a swing where it's almost too much. Of a good yeah, thing. Anyways, I, so, I wanted yeah. to finish with a point before sure, sure. started bursting in laughter like wow. a ten-year-old. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> My point is that they have all of this amazing content. Mm -hmm. You have all the artifacts and everything. It feels really cool. But then you're kind of forced to only play one spec, and it's really hard to switch to a different spec and experience that, which is a part that I think a lot of people enjoyed in this game. Because right now I have an alt, and it's a fire mage. Oh, in the next patch, fire is not so good. Oh, but how do you end up playing the other? How do you end up play, trying out Arcane or Frost? You need to catch up with the artifact. You need the relics. You mm -hmm. need the legendaries. I don't know. I just think they should have made it easier to switch to a different spec so that you get to actually experience all of these uh, things that they have uh, put in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Oh, you agree? <laughs> uh, what were you said? Do you? <laughs> what he said. Do you use, yeah, what do you, yeah. But that will lead me in now, I guess, to a little more of a bit of a minefield topic in here. I mean, we've we've pruned this, so I'm not asking everything that I wanted to originally, but uh, I wanted to bring up just Helia, the Mythic TOV overall, and obviously Method. We are on the show right now, Mythic Helia World First. But how how did the raid compare to Emerald Nightmare? Like, what did Blizzard do better or worse? And then we've never really had. I wrote. I had to like look this back up. We never really had like a three boss mini raid. The the closest we have, I guess, is Terrace to end the spring with four. But we had like Rules Lair, Meg Theridon's Lair. That's technically three. Or Throne of the Four Winds was two. But I mean, what do you think about this style of raid? And do you expect we might see more of it? So I don't know. What do you think, Sko? What are your thoughts on? Mythic Kelly and TOV and whatnot. Well, I mean, how is the raid compared to Emerald Nightmare? There was obviously one core difference, and that is that they actually put in a real challenging boss mm. inside this, the second raid, right? 
Emerald Nightmare, they were all the bosses were really pretty easy. Um, I mean, Scenarius was you know mediocre, challenging, but with the gear levels that they let that, that they let us enter the uh, the raid with, even that fell over pretty fast. Um, initially, I was kind of concerned. I wasn't really looking forward to TOV. Um, it kind of felt like a bit of a distraction between what was like it, like thinking about um, Legion before playing through Emerald Nightmare. You know, you're thinking Emerald Nightmare. Okay, that's going to be a, a serious like part of the tier. Then Nighthold's going to be like another serious part of the tier. Um, Emerald, obviously, playing through Emerald Nightmare that changed a little bit um, because it was over so so fast. But um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that TOV initially sounded like a bit of a pain in the ass. You know, mm, is this going to be a progress race? Is this not going to be a progress race? Like guilds have to make that decision. Um, but in the end, the bosses were actually pretty fun, especially Hellier. Like Hellier so far is the best boss boss in Legion out of the ten they've released. And to be honest, I don't think there's a boss that I've seen in Nighthold yet either that I would think would be as fun as Hellier um, from the from the beta testing that we've done. Mm. That's that's maybe just my personal opinion, but I think Hellier is probably the best fight I've seen in Legion thus far. I guess maybe we'll see what Gul'dan's got to offer, obviously, since sure. we, don't, we don't get S last boss. But um, I was pleasantly surprised by Halia. I also thought the Odin fight was pretty pretty engaging. I mean, the main thing that makes Odin and Halia so engaging is because there's so much movement involved um, in the raid. I just I just thought, thought that both those bosses were pretty entertaining. Um, the middle boss was yeah, patchwork. But I guess we can pass this question on to uh, to Chris or Roger now. I think he, Roger might have fallen asleep. Yeah, he's fallen asleep. <laughs> he's, so... he's obviously I think he's quite tired after his <laughs> after his oh. ten minute ten minute monologue. Oh. But... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, wait, are you done, Sko? Or... Mm. Oh, damn. <laughs> Can I get the TLDR of that? <laughs> TLDR. TLD actually turned out a lot better than I was expecting. Oh, nice. I, I agree to that statement. So, yeah. I, I, Chris, what about from your perspective for healing, though? Because every expansion, Blizzard's mm -hmm. just like, we're going to change healing. And they're like, next expansion, we'll right. change healing. And then the next expansion, they'll change. And they really actually have. So, how does how does healing this all this stuff feels so far to you? Well, I think healing in um, in Legion so far is really good. The class balance is actually solid. Like, there's not huge disparities between, uh, like, any two healers, really. You could you could go and clear Mythic Helio with any combination of four healers, I think. Um, and, obviously, they got rid of the whole disc priest spamming power shield 24-7. Right. And, and Holy Paladins absorbing it, everyone 24-7, so... Actually gave us druids something to do, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I definitely like the the way the healing is in Legion right now. I think um, going back to what Scott was just talking about as well about um, Trial of Valor and Emerald Nightmare, mm -hmm. I really think that Hellier was the boss that Xavier should have been because everyone was expecting Emerald Nightmare to be like a real raid, and it really needed that big strong end boss, which Xavier really wasn't, and Hellier was like really really hard for what we were expecting to just be kind of a filler three boss raid right but it actually ended up being a really good boss and a really challenging boss so i wish they'd kind of made that boss in Emerald nightmare but hopefully gul'dan offers up something nice for us nice challenge i mean hopefully gul'dan isn't riddled with bugs and exploits and and cheats and cheese and all this other stuff too because at least we got to test helia on the ptr but we've not mm. seen anything about gul'dan they did whoopsie daisy in the PTR dungeon journal uh, a few builds ago and gave away the goat of the hidden mythic only phase. So you guys know that that's a thing at least. So you, you, you're not going to be surprised when it happens. 
which kind of sucks, but you can kind of infer a tier raid, Gul'dan, probably mythic only phase. But it's unless they change the fight again, because based on how Nightmare and how TOV is gone, so we have we have that to look forward to. But do we want to add about TOV, Roger? Um, yeah, I think um, the way that you can tell if a boss is nice or a good end boss sure. is. Do you feel like you've been fighting it longer than it you actually have been? So it felt similar to Blackhand, where it's mm. a ten-minute fight or less than that even, but it feels like an actual like long fight. And that's what happened with uh, Helia, because there's always something to look out for, especially I guess for healers, it's even more to the extreme. But uh, you have very little, uh, very few moments where you can actually calm down and. Uh, just AFK DPS, basically. All the time you gotta think, okay, where should I be standing? Okay, should I move? Get ready to move. Uh, soak this, go there, you know, phase two, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think when you get that feeling of, oh my God, I need to constantly think ahead, then it's a great fight. And um, you didn't have that on Xavius, for example, where you're just like, okay, let me know when the next phase is coming up or let me know when I need to go into the green uh, circle. Right. Otherwise, I'm just AFK pressing my buttons, and that's it. So, good. I, I think they did a great job with Helia um, in terms of the design of the boss. Cool mechanics and everything. You got to figure out some things to actually, you know, handle the mechanics properly. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for uh, Nighthold. I think Gul'dan is probably going to be a sick fight. And. Mm. I, I can just say that TOV felt better than Emerald Nightmare did in terms of tuning and all that stuff. I think there. they messed up on the I think they messed up on the tuning in Emerald Nightmare. That's why it felt like a joke because they didn't take into account the Mythic Plus uh, gear that everyone was uh, spamming. Right. That's their mistake. So everything felt way easier than it should have. And they're not doing the same mistake again. Well, there are definitely a lot of little things I felt that each boss I mean, they were they were hot fixing problems instantly in Emerald Nightmare, and which is weird because we had the longest beta period of any expansion ever, with like six months of testing, with a lot of iterations of raid testing too, and it almost felt like they put seven bosses in Emerald Nightmare to test different styles of encounters, and then they would be like, okay, let's take the actual live data from these seven bosses. This obviously isn't realistic, but they could then, and then now they can move that forward. Because now when they see what kind of raid DPS you can do, like an actual top-tier guild can do on these patchwork-style bosses, like Guarm, for example, that'll obviously change things when you get down to, like, Krosis in Nighthold. Like, they can tweak those before we even get there. So we're almost like, it's like live beta testing for the real raid. So, we'll have to see. Because last time we had an N-tier boss, talking about Gul'dan now, that wasn't ever tested, we had Raden, which basically just got cheesed so mm -hmm. yeah hmm. we'll have to see I don't know yeah, yeah. don't really want to go into the Raden I'm not sure if we've discussed <laughs> this before but yeah uh, we, oh we, we may have before yeah but yeah. how about here? here is like the the, the powder keg question so, during the raid race, 
which I'll blop over here real quick to the website that you guys have, right? So method.gg, you guys are sort of amalgamating a actual live feed of the raid race, right? And like keeping track of all this stuff and, and organizing it and everything like that as the raid race is happening. So this is all categorized here and you'll have one, of, I'm sure, for the night hold. But uh, something happened when we had five kills, but then Exorcist from scratch and Limit all got banned for eight days for exploiting. Oh. And I, I just, I guess I want your guys' thoughts I'll go to Sko first on this one about like what what was happening that you guys know about this at the same time did was there any way because I thought like why don't we if there was something huge bug why wouldn't it go up on well, the raid race you know thread and get it out there like how ugh, walk me through how this all, all <clears throat> first of all I don't think it was really possible for us to know about the bug because as my character is called Skogun the Immortal. I literally never died to the breath in phase three, so we would never know that it it disappears with the tank dying, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. So it's it's it was hard for us to find the bug really. Cause hey, what well, you can watch your video. Obviously you never did this in the kill, but the the issue was if you're not aware in chat, in phase one or phase three, so this has been fixed since then. If you let a tank die to Helia's breath she stops breathing on the tank in phase one and phase three. It just, the, yeah. the, 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 the trigger, the mechanic, the script, whatever, it just broke. Now, there have been similar things to this. I mean, you guys did this. We, I've done the same thing based on your mythic Archimonde, where you let the tank die to the, the chaos crystal in phase three, in the other phase. But he's still chaos crystalled again. Like, it's the, he would still do it. So that wasn't an exploit. That was just, you were just using battle res on your tank. You guys have used battle res strats for years and years and tears and tears, so... Sure, this was... I mean, I know that there's been a lot of comparisons made between the two things, but right. I don't really understand those comparisons. I mean, like, as you just said, it's one mechanic um, being removed by a tank death versus, sure. you know, that mechanic for the rest of, rest of that phase. Those two things are not comparable um, at all. I don't know why there's been comparisons made between those things. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that, apart from it not casting ever again, which is like, okay. Um, <laughs> right. I, it's obviously not intended. Uh, but the thing where the another part of the comparison being kind of flawed is that the two abilities of Archimonde, which was the add in phase two and the crystal in phase three, they specifically are tank mechanics, period, right? Mm -hmm. So the ad is there and it's only hitting the tank. And if the tank dies, the ad goes away because it fulfilled its job. Likewise with the crystal. If the tank dies, it has achieved its goal. So there's no need for it to be there anymore. Whereas the breath had two parts of it, right? It was first of all, hitting the, the tank really hard, but at the same time also doing a huge cone, which, well, not that huge, I guess, but still pretty big amount uh, of the room was filled. Uh, you couldn't stand there and it would basically kill anyone who stood in it. And also it spawned either ads in phase one, but you know, this, um, the things you had to soak in phase three. Right. So it's not just the tank, the, you know, mechanic. It's the rest of the guild needs to adjust to it as well. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's not really the same. There's... Now I think about it as well. Go Sorry, go. Oh no, go ahead, Chris, go ahead. Now I think about it as well, that if the, if the uh, boss isn't doing the breath in the last phase, 
then you can effectively one tank the boss right in the last phase because the second tank is only there to swap on the breath for the healing debuff. Right. So you can literally you wouldn't even need battle reses. You could just have your tank die and not res him and just one tank the last phase. So it's actually really massive. But thanks for it. I mean, no, there's so it, many parts it, to it. It was. I, I mean, I just had to refresh and watch your kill video again just before the show to make sure I was like seeing all the different moving parts in this encounter. And obviously watching a kill video is hard to like analyze because everyone knows what they're doing because the muscle memory is built up over 200 plus pulls. How many pulls is it again, Scott? 243 or something? Uh, <clears throat> took us 225 to get the kill. So 224 wipes. Right. So it's different to look at that. But it, I mean, I have here in the notes all these questions about dead method. So, it, and you said you just never did. You just never ran into the possibility of letting tanks die to the breath and having her never cast it again because my other caveat was, or just not chose to, you know, don't do that because obviously making a mechanic stop working isn't intentional. Mm. But you just never found out about this because you just weren't planning on having your tanks brick it? We knew, we knew from the heroic week that um, if a tank died that the breath would cancel. But what we obviously didn't know is that on Mythic, it was going to make all breaths never do it again. Yeah. That's the, I mean, that's the big thing there. But yeah, we didn't, we didn't know that it would cancel all breaths if we did it. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't really ever consider that. <clears throat> there was a few other bugs we noticed on the encounter from a tanking point of view, though, so the way that threat works on that boss in regards to who he targets with breath and, uh, or who she targets with breath and who mm -hmm. she targets with orbs, which we reported to Blizzard and they got fixed. Um, but <clears throat> no. We didn't really uh, think about that at all. I guess there's just... It, oh, go ahead. It it didn't really feel as... I don't know, <clears throat> maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Roger, because you're one of the soakers, but <clears throat> the breath didn't really feel such a big deal um, for us. Be well, well, the thing is, as I said, it's about that part of the room. You cannot have anyone stand there. So it obviously changes some of the movements. If it's not there, then you can just stand wherever true, you want. True, true. Um, and in terms of the soaking, I think if you don't, like we had a good comp to counter it because hunters are really good to do that. And uh, having three of them definitely negated the big part of it because mm -hmm. we had something almost for every breath to counter the effect and the absorb that uh, needed to be healed up. So it's, I think it's, it's just putting a lot more stress on the healers if you don't have good classes to soak it and yeah i don't think it's that easy like we had some times when people got mind controlled because they weren't healed fully so it's not uh, the easiest thing uh, it's not the hardest mechanic either of sure. course but once you get that out of the way the healers can focus way more on other things <clears throat> and yeah exactly you know, so, like it's like someone's like kana saying in chat it's not that that one mechanic itself is hard it's just like the combination of all the mechanics together basically makes the uh, the fight pretty difficult so right. if you remove obviously one of those mechanics, then yeah, it obviously becomes easier. And I mean, Justway also just rose, uh, raised a good point in the Twitch chat as well. He was saying that um, we couldn't do the exploit in phase three because our DPS players don't leave any reses for the tanks. So no. that, was another, that was another thing we had to consider, right? Ah, I mean, I guess you could say that too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I watched the video again. You did have a couple, so that's fair. But. That's always been a weird thing because Watcher posted on Twitter and he even went all the way back to the ICC Serenite bombs and quoted that because you know, he's been around for a while. There, there are some things that I... There's always this an honor code in the top guilds. Outside of, I don't know if the Asian guilds handle this, but 
you know, you don't release a kill video until five guilds have killed it. I couldn't do this interview until five guilds had killed it, but then the bans happened, so technically two guilds had killed it, so we had to push it back, but you guys were at Gamescom anyway, but there's a little bit of honor meta. But then, yeah. <clears throat> apparently, hopefully this ramps up that going forward, that if you stop making a boss do something, maybe not do that. Yeah, it's a tough call. It's a tough call though, because I feel as if while I while these guilds, yes, they obviously exploited it and they knew they obviously knew at the time that what they were doing was obviously quite a big uh, break to the encounter, um, which obviously wasn't intended. But I feel as if the fault also lies with Blizzard Blizzard in this regard oh, because sure, sure, sure. they sh they should have fixed this a lot faster than they did. Um, it's it is a really tough call for a progress raining guild um when you're basically spending like you know 12 to 14 hours inside the instance trying to get a boss down mm -hmm. to make the call whether or not to use um something to your advantage that you may have noticed on the fight especially when you're trying to compete you know for the top ranks it's definitely a hard call for 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 a progress raiding guild to to make whether or not they're going to you know take advantage of something or exploit in this in this case i guess you could say so i feel as if <clears throat> while the guilds yeah they made the wrong call i feel as if blizzard is definitely as equal uh, in my opinion to these guilds um for not fixing it sooner because yeah. basically i mean blizzard is getting you know so much testing of these encounters off these off these top guilds and just that first you know it took us like three days to kill the boss so while while this uh these guilds are working on this boss you know blizzard should be actively watching like these top five guilds um they're getting like obviously some a lot a lot of testing um you know ridiculous amount of pools every single day and the fact that they didn't put in a quick fix for that is uh i would say it's a little bit disappointing I think because um, I read a lot of the things that the guilds that got banned uh, wrote over on the internet, and I think right. definitely they have some points. For example, I'm not sure because I, I wasn't in their raids or I wasn't like I don't know if there was any communication between them and um, Blizzard, but I do think that if they are they've noticed something that is clearly a bug like this, and if they report to it, uh, if they report it to someone. Or if there is some way to communicate to Blizzard that, hey, look, this is bugged. Can you fix it? Can we use it? You know, and then Blizzard should be on top of that situation and go and tell them, yo, yeah. don't do, don't use this because you'll get banned if you use this. And then they know and they won't use it. Obviously, they're not I, that stupid. Obviously, I hundred percent agree with that. Like, imagine. Like these top guild, these progress raiding guilds, they should have at least you know like one to two people at Blizzard that they can actually speak to, you know, like ask like these kind of questions to, and they should receive like you know like an instant response. Um, I mean, if they're pointing at bugs like this, like I said, they're basically doing the testing of these bosses, um, for Blizzard. I think it's uh it's a little bit wrong that they don't have like a direct contact that they can just hit up at Blizzard, right? And uh, you know, like in a click of their fingers and tell them, okay, yeah, we find this bug, um, you know. Is it going to get fixed? Can we use it? Is it? Are we going to get banned for this? Um, I just, you know, it's just another example, really, of Blizzard not giving any support at all to the PVE race, um, just taking actions, uh, yeah, retrospectively. It's tough because the, the there are two sides to this, right? Like, I think Blizzard has, I, I guess, they would expect. The caliber of raider to not break their encounters but then the raiders flip side is that they would expect the encounters not to be broken so they're again what we talked about here in circles is there's fault on both sides but it's tough because now this gets like who gets the the more 
negative or positive publicity when this stuff gets out there and everyone in the community starts finding out like oh it's blizzard not fixing this bug or it's these guilds for yeah. exploiting this bug it, it I becomes mean, this really bad circle jerk yeah it, sh it could have easily be been fixed though with just uh like simple communication right mm -hmm. if these guilds had any way of communicating with uh with someone uh, at blizzard and just you know instantly asking this question and getting feedback then i mean this wouldn't this wouldn't have even happened in the first place um yeah. so i think i really like i said it's a really tough call like uh Unless you've been there um, in like a top progress rating guild, mm -hmm. like wiping 12 to 14 hours on a, on a boss and you're trying to get the best rank possible for your guild, it's really difficult to make that decision as to whether or not you can take advantage of something. Um, I guess in this case, I feel as if this case was, you know, this is a, definitely an extreme example, right? I think most mm -hmm. guilds would obviously agree that this is, uh, this is a, a, like beyond the line, yeah? This is too far. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I, I feel as if Blizzard are definitely partially responsible for this. So I don't fully blame the guilds, but at the same time, I think this definitely should be considered an exploit. Um, so, yeah. We'll have to see how it goes forward. Because there were, uh, like, the one other really egregious thing that came up that was in the different Reddit threads or whatever was that one of the Asian guilds was, like, jumping off with the tank slam on mythic black hand which stopped him from doing it in totally and just give this the whole group just like dps him and that was an exploit right so these things are found and you know just waits as you know all boss fights always have something broken but it's both sides responsibility to report and fix things together and that's hopefully what happens going into Nighthold, because i really hope that nothing like this hubs up on gul'dan because then it's just going to be this entire clown fiesta all over again so We'll have to see. Uh, moving on to something else, though, that's also a bit of a clown fiesta. Uh, Shadow Priests. And... <laughs> so you guys had four in your kill. And I'm yeah. going... Did you? Did any of them utilize the Shadow Priest insanity drain bug? Which has also been fixed since the kills. But everyone always sees all oh, four Shadow Priests again, right? And... Oh. Obviously, why why else would we bring four shadow priests? Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's right. That's the only reason possible, right? Like, I mean, I was even thinking about rolling shadow priests for that fight. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I guess why not, right? So, but no, we we didn't. Uh, none of the priests used the the void uh, void form, whatever it is the void torrent bug. Yeah. Um, I think they knew about it, but yeah, they just. The thing is. The, there was the point where you would use it is not really like it wasn't a problem for us to be honest. After a certain amount of pulls, phase two was just like just really easy for us. We were always getting through it without a problem. Um, and like personally, phase two was just like AFK time for me. Uh, as a healer, you you burn all your mana in phase one, and then you just AFK in phase two. And I feel I feel like that isn't just for healers. I feel like for all DPS after you know 100 150 pulls, that phase two is just like automatic. You don't even have to think about it anymore. So. There was no reason for us to use that that bug at all already on the Shadow Priest. Yeah, <clears throat> I think we just had an exceptionally good DPS though in that phase, right? Yeah. From, from the video, it looks that this is con the control, and you split your group in half, and everything was just melting. So it looked like you did from my like, perspective. What's not What's not really clear to me is, um, as I guess, was he using it because, uh, or were people using it because they didn't have enough DPS in phase two? Or were they just using it because they were trying to, you know, pump themselves up on the damage meter, so to speak? Yeah, race the phase and get out of it sooner or something. Yeah, I don't. I don't... Or just for the show off kind of thing. That's it's not really clear. Yeah. 
because, like I said, it's hard to it's hard to judge because obviously, um, it felt like for us that like we we carried that phase pretty easily, um, but at the same time we had some pretty high DPS, so it's hard to know if like they actually needed to use that, or if they could have made it without it. You know what I mean? All right, the only thing that yeah. I, I oh go ahead, Roger, go ahead. Um, okay, so I think um, it's a bit different when we're talking about class specific. Uh, exploits i guess you can say right because um it's not as clear if um it's something that you can use you'd get banned for it or you know everyone knows it everyone is using it kind of thing uh, there's been a lot of these things in the past as well and just to give a quick example that probably a lot of mages know about is the ice flows thing i played maids for quite a while now and I remember the first time I was using ice flows, someone told me, oh, listen, if you use ice flows at the very end of one of your casts and you use the next stack, you know, then it doesn't consume a stack. And I'm like, whoa, okay, that seems like a bug. Right. And then it's been what, like a couple of years have passed and I started playing my mage again in this expansion. And guess what? You can still do the same thing. So is that an exploit? Is that uh, allowed? Is that they just can't fix it or what? I don't know, but it's still in the game. And um, so it's really hard to tell about uh, these class exploits, let's say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, personally, I don't think that uh, it's nice to use them mm. when you're going for a world first kill. I don't think I care as much if you use it on a later kill, etc. Uh, I just think it devalues slightly your kill or on a personal level yeah so if i for example used uh, this um like because as soon as i saw this i remembered myself playing back in cataclysm and uh at the start of cataclysm if there's any hunters in the chat that oh, played gosh. back in in the start of cataclysm hype uh survival beast back then and Gross. uh what happened was that's when we got ca uh, camouflage and there was this weird interaction where if you had uh, an aspect up and then you used camouflage and right as that GCD was going on, you used the second aspect, you would have both aspects up at the same time. Mm -hmm. And obviously that wasn't intended. You're not supposed to have two aspects up at the same time. And I think it was pretty known around the hunter community, but, uh, and I knew it as well. And we were um, progressing back then and I used it while progressing on some fights, but then when it got to the end when we we're supposed to kill the boss, I didn't want to use it because, you know, showing that on the kill video just feels like it devalues a bit the whole effort. Um, so yeah, it's it's not as clear cut though, because if Blizzard knows about it for so long, then just fix it. It's not my problem. Otherwise, you just feel like, uh, I guess I should use it to yeah. help the guild right now. There's been a lot of those weird interactions for a while, and I it, it, it devalues the achievement of actually doing the fight without any nonsense, essentially, if you are using nonsense. So, I mean, but yeah, that was all this this jibber-jab, and you look at, like, the damage meters in your kill video for, for Helia, and sh your Shadow Priests, all four of them, I mean, it's on overall damage, I think, on the end damage meter, so we can't see, like, damage to Helia, which I assume for S2M Shadow Priest is pretty good damage on a boss. But overall, the fight, they weren't, like, carrying the whole encounter themselves, right? So 
class stacking is always going to be a thing. So was it really even an, it's not even an issue, I don't think. But there was definitely well, a hubbub about it. The the thing is they they might not have been carrying the overall DPS, but mm -hmm. the the taint of the sea on Mythic, it uh, comes out. There's five of them each time it comes out, right. whereas on Heroic, it's only three, I think. So there's a lot of them to deal with, and when you're only going four healers, you obviously can't dispel all of them, even there if every go. healer dispels. So the master spells were really huge, and actually you said um, you'd expect four Surrender to Man and Shadow Priest to do a lot of damage, but we actually only ran three. And one of them didn't even play Surrender, even though that's the the whole Shadow Priest, basically, is Surrender to Madness right now. Mm -hmm. And his, his job was just Master Spelling. Um, he was always prior Master Spell, and he only really, I mean, he did damage as well, but he was focusing a lot on, so much on Master Spelling that he didn't even take Surrender to Madness. And I actually, I checked the logs today for our kill, and in the last phase, the Shadow Priests were, they did carry the last phase quite heavily. Um, I think three of them were in the top four, and then the one that didn't play Surrender was just a few places down. So right. they were definitely really, really like crucial, I'd say, to our kill. That's that's the thing I was going to, and you just basically, it's like you see the notes or something. But uh, that's what I was curious about is why you brought four. And mm -hmm. having one is like a utility master spell bot definitely feels, because you watch the video where you, you fall back with the taints and they all get dispelled at once. And I was like, the healers can't do that. So we're not that I mean, coordinated, right? So it definitely was a master spell. So that it's an interesting tactical choice for sure. Because when anyone usually in like the the overall community sees four shadow priests, oh, they're just s two ebbing it because they're so op right now, blah, blah. But yeah, so only I mean, I mean three is still a lot, but it's no more egregious than what eleven arcane mages on spine of deathwing back in the day or whatever the hell that was nonsense about. So right. Hmm. So, I mean, and now there's the new thing. I guess the, the end tell on this is that there's still a new non-exploit that's been developed. Have you guys tried the Danish Terrace stack void zone, stack slimes, breath nonsense yet on a rekill? For Helia? Don't want to do that. No. <laughs> first, first of all, the thing is, phase one is not even that hard anymore mm. for us, right? So why would you change your strategy when you got something working and you killed the boss in five tries just this week? Um, second of all, I think I like our strategy right now because I think our mages would steal all my damage on them if uh, we mm -hmm. switched it up. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't see a point changing it. I don't think it's that big of a, of a thing anyways to uh, make it worth switching the tactic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know... I'll be I'll probably be killing Guarum tomorrow, so I'll be start working on Helia. And I don't know what my what like I don't know how the kills that are in Orum in my echelon are gonna like how what are we gonna use? Are we gonna stack the void zones? Are we gonna stack the slimes? Are we gonna sacrifice tanks with, with uh reses in phase three? Cause I now the strats that I will use to defeat the boss are so different than what you did three weeks ago. So I, it's such a weird situation when this comes into play. And I guess I always would say, too, that Method always has developed some of the strats that no other guilds do. Chat earlier said that you guys legit did Scenarius the correct way, right? So oh, we you, always or, do that. Or Ilganoth yeah, yeah. the correct yeah, way? It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. just Scenarius, right? it was Ilganoth as well, which is yeah. pretty huge. Um, we definitely lost a bit of time there, though, by doing the encounter the, the right way. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, Exodus managed to do uh, one phase, the heart which, to be honest, the second phase one is the hardest part of that fight. Yep. 
um, and also you know the dragon off tank tactic as well on yep. scenarios, whereas we just you know had to kill everything. Um, so I, I mean I I don't blame them for using those tactics. I mean I feel as if they kind of outsmarted us on those two bosses. Hmm. I mean it was still it still feels good to know that we had the uh, the capability of taking them down the way they were intended. Um, you know it was it was good in regards to I guess guild morale, like knowing how strong the guild was. Um, but yeah, it, it's obviously it's a race. Um, they came up with something something cleverer and uh, took advantage of it. So yeah, for sure. But that's <laughs> dairy <laughs> method the right way. Uh huh. Okay, there you go. So it's hard to keep up with the chat right now because it is moving kind of fast when you guys start getting spam stuff. But it, it's interesting. That's why I just I hope that that I hold doesn't isn't riddled with this nonsense. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure you guys already have a lot of your strats worked out. That was just that was heroic was open recently for like the lower like the lower tower of Nighthold was open. So I don't know if you guys jumped back in there again to check out that kind of stuff to see if anything's changed. Cause I'm sure the fact that we're not getting Nighthold until probably late January, we're gonna have people pushing like 40 traits on their artifacts. They have to rebalance because I'm sure that stuff was not balanced for as artifacts as powerful as they're going to be, or for the legendaries to be as prominent. So, hmm. We'll have to see. But anything else on that before we take the little mid-show break and then come back and talk about legendaries of Mythic Plus? <laughs> anything you wanted uh, to add? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't know what to say. What was the question? Let's go thinking. Let's go thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think we're good. I think we're good, man. Oh, 40 more like 50? Are you guys going to push for 50 traits before Nighthold? Uh, 54 is the max, so that's what we're going for. You got to go 54 before? Oh, gosh. Oh, of course. Hmm. Bye, social life. I love <laughs> artifact power system. Yeah, yeah, artifact power. So, I don't I don't know. It's, it's going to be weird. That's a question I'll bring up in a moment about traits, but I'm going to take a moment real quick to, to plug some stuff, as well as Method's website, again, in case you didn't see it earlier. But I will be in talks with the boys of Method, and, and I was going to get, you know, Mom Dairy to sign off on this, too, about making a shirt for them. But uh, for I like to do with Final Boss TV, I like to sort of immortalize these moments. So Method already has two shirts. They already have their Mythic World First Black Hand, and as well as their Mythic World First Hellfire Citadel. But I just made one for Xavius for Exorcist, but now Method's back again. So we'll probably be making one for Helia Mythic as well. So once that gets all put together and whatnot, of course, the, the new style with my new artist will take effect there too. But right now, because it's a holiday sale, all apparel ships free. So if you want to get a part of the Raid Race or you want to blame this little Celestial Dragon, or have an adorable little final boss Arthas or Ragnaros or whatever, then by Fabelina, then go check those out and support what I do here on the show and keep the show rolling. And then, of course, if you want to more directly support what I do here, we do have a Patreon page for the show. It is going to have a ton of rebuilding in 2017 and different ways that you guys can actually directly impact the show and submit things. And right now, you if you're in the Discord for Final Boss TV, you get to, and some of the questions asked on the show today are submitted from viewers in, or I guess from chatters in Discord. So check that out if you want to. But the big thing right here, I mean, the design of these two shirts, I thought were pretty awesome. I think we're definitely moving on. We've learned a lot making shirts 
So the Exorcist one is really cool as well. But yeah, we'll definitely make one for Mythid for Helia. But then, of course, the big thing I want you guys to make sure you bookmark is definitely getting on Method's website, method.gg, because their raid progress tab here at the top is going to be like where everything's going down. I mean, the, the races have been interesting thus far, but the, let me see if I can go all the way down to the bottom here where this started. Yeah, they always list all the, the guilds here at the bottom of the raid progress thread, but I'm very curious to see how Nightholds are going to shake down and what new coverage we'll get from that. But go check out their raid progress thread as well. In chat, and this is actually just something I just thought of, I actually have a command for world first, which, oh, site under construction, please try again later. Never mind. <laughs> that doesn't work. It broke it. There was a huge post on Manaflask that was categorizing all the world firsts. So it's interesting to see all the different world firsts and the time it takes to kill bosses because, as we all knew, with Helia, she took a couple days. So we wonder how long Gul'dan will take because there are some bosses that used to take weeks. You know, Xavius took 17 hours. So we'll see how all that shakes down, of course, when that gets built back up. So, oh, you're moving that over to Method GG soon. Oh, cool. Okay. Sko's muted right now, so he's correcting me in chat. All right, that's going over to Method's site. Well, awesome. It's a beautiful, beautiful post that goes through all the way back to vanilla. So some of those guilds definitely remember the uh, the heyday of those before we are currently now. But that's all the plugging, of course. Shoutouts to the assistant producers of Final Boss TV. Those are Truffles, Death Size Pally, and Ludovicus. Thank you very much for your support on Patreon and all the ones that helped make the show possible. Like in 2017 is going to have, I want to do micro interviews in 2017 that are like one-on-one -on -one class interviews, very bite-sized kind of things for specs and classes. So that'll be a lot of fun to do. People have always asked me why I don't do more of these shows and it takes about nine to ten months to get through an entire junket with World First and community shows in there. So we'll see about doing smaller little bite-sized ones as well in the future. But this of course is the, the bread and butter. So are we all we all back here? All right. We're all back. Let's talk about the, the blessing and the curse of Legion right now. So, I, I tuned in, of course, when you guys got the world first kill, Scott. So I was hearing what else of you were talking about. But how many raiders were at 35 traits for Helia? Do you remember the, like, the, the number you guys were at? Um, I think we had 14 people in the raid at 35 traits. Hmm. Yep. I think so, it was 12 um, more. Was it? Or 12? So somewhere between the range of 60 to 70%. I'm also kind of, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the webcams right now and I'm kind of curious as to why, because Potter just put his jacket on. Like, is he about to leave us? Or is it just... It's so cold. <laughs> cold winter night. Did, did Roger Ryan open the fridge or... <laughs> <laughs> I think I get heating uh, in my prison cell, mate. It's freezing. Yeah. So 35, you had 12, total 14. I mean, by now you have the whole raid at 35. So... That's what uh, you think. I, I think Scott <laughs> doesn't have it yet. Scott! Scott! I, still, I still have 34. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, the face bomb was so loud! <laughs> Wait, did he just slap his face that loud? That was that, face, that, that, that yeah. Effect, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I obviously like to give myself a bit of a challenge. Um, <laughs> Like I said, I, I play with the Immortal title, so I like to push myself every single time. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, when we're soaking all the breaths the legit way. 
Um, oof, 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 oof. And, uh, well, Fair actually, the real, the real issue is that um, going into TOV, mm -hmm. the, um, it was kind of undecided as to how serious we were going to take the, um, the TOV. Yeah? Mm. Like, it was kind of like approach to start with in like a semi-serious manner. Um, as most guilds uh, suggested as well, if you checked out their art column, the Method GG website. But then once we got into it and saw that Helio was actually a serious fight, um, that's obviously when it became a bit more of a, a serious, I guess you could say, progress uh, endeavor. But the main issue for me in regards to the, the 34 traits, I did try and push it in the last week. It was just very difficult because um, the warrior that I was using is one artifact research behind because it's my fifth character. All right, uh, all right. I swapped that character because I got like the best in slot legendaries uh, on it. So it was harder for me to get it, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know, man. I left it too late. Um, the, the, real, the real reason was because of BlizzCon and the week in the US, I guess. Sure. I came home, um, realized that if I was going to get it, I would have to do about like, you know, 50, 60 more souls runs, uh, runs per day. Started trying to do it. But then with like our raid schedule as well and other stuff, it just kind of fell off towards the end. And I was left with uh, a measly 34 traits. Score the casual. Yeah, well, you brought up an interesting point there too. That's a later topic, but I guess I'll segue into that too because you—it's very. You rolled multiple tanks to essentially play the RNG game on legendaries too, and this, I'll bounce yes, this around to all exactly. three of you. Is that? I mean, you do it to yourself, but that's a huge factor in the world first race. Yeah, it definitely is a is a big factor. So. Yeah, the, as some of you guys know already, I rolled myself two Protection Warriors um, as my first five characters um, because at the time going into Emerald Nightmare, I mean, this is before we knew how easy Emerald Nightmare was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, we thought it was going to be a serious tier, you know, like a week and a half maybe, or, you know, two weeks progress. So I knew that Monk and Demon Hunter at the time from playing on the beta were not going to be potential raid tanks. So, for example, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want my fifth character to be like a monk or a demon hunter. Because, I mean, if I got a legendary on those, either of those classes, it would just be wasted. Um, so what actually happened was my second warrior, my fifth character, it's, uh, funnily enough, the best in slot uh, legendary dropped, the first one I got, the gloves. And so I just swapped from uh, my first character to my fifth character, first warrior to second warrior. Hmm. So there's, there's a few people in the guild who did that. Not many, I don't think, um, but some did. Now, I'll put the camera on Roger for a minute. Because someone got super lucky. Yeah, I mean, I think the legendary system is fine. It just rewards people who are uh, skilled in this game. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew that I don't need to make any more hunters, and I just played my main, and I got the best legendary before Emerald Nightmare. Right. And afterwards, when I got my... Right when I was getting the last Order Hall upgrade, so that I could wear two of them, I got the second best in slot... Uh, Legendary for my spec, and yeah, I mean, anyone who doesn't have that is probably bad at the game. I, don't know. I mean, when you think about it, though, right? Legendary, legendary so, are obviously yeah. really important for progress. I think the system is amazing. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, ah! Oh, oh! Wait, you guys hear me, or is it just Roger that got dropped? Roger, went up. Oh no! Well, can you now, hear me or not? yes, I can hear yep. you for sure. The regions are all messed up, so that's fun. Did did Roger really like what oh. how did What happened? What you went Whoa, your camera just turned around, dude. Your bed's on the other what? side. What the hell just happened? Camera turned around. <laughs> the hell? I just did a magic trick. <laughs> what? Roger. Did you like my magic trick? 
<laughs> I, that's really jarring all of a sudden that you're flipped in. Wow. Okay. Sure. Did I trick you guys? <laughs> is, this a, is this a dream? Are we. What is this sorcery? More did reasons I, that you I should. Just, <sighs> did, did Blizzard just uh, kick me out of this call or. I what don't happened? know. Maybe, yeah, probably. I was I, I was about to I was about to trash talk the legendary system, and then I got kicked. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah. The way that the legendary system works right now, though, is it it does really promote a lot of um. I guess you could say, rather ridiculous things, right? Like, because if you are a serious, you know, hardcore raider progressing for world first, um, in a guild, it obviously is in your advantage to roll multiple of the same class. Um, just to try and get that increased chance of uh, of a good legendary, um, which is a little bit unfortunate. Yeah, I, Chris, there's also you know, there's also more extreme examples. Like I'm sure it happens, you know, out there that people are having, you know, it, it's always happened in WoW that potentially people are having other people like farming on their characters, or you know, oh, they're purchasing yeah. purchasing purchasing accounts that have got good legendaries, like all that kind of stuff probably goes on. Um, so it's it's yeah, it's a little bit unfortunate. Chris, how many healers did you make before you landed on Druid, or did you always play Druid, or did you make, like, five Druids? Um, I had my Druid, and then I had one of each other class, so... I, I kind of wish I did go to Druids, because um, I've been really unlucky on my Druid. I haven't got the best Legendary, or the second best one. I'm kind of stuck with two average ones, so... Mm. We're hoping the luck turns around at some point, but... Yeah, just the one Druid. And then as my sixth character, because what actually happened is, is originally we were only going to go for five characters in um, in Emerald Nightmare, only five Splicklers. But then we saw the Mythic Plus change on the Heroic Week, where they changed, I think they capped the item, they, what did they do? Yeah. They kept the cap they at 850, right? 850, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that we weren't expecting that. We well, could just, it could still Titan Forge, though, so yeah. it really yeah. didn't do a whole lot. Right, right. Um, it did. For sure, I did, because mm. you you would have higher, way higher a level, because then you would push the higher level ones. Anyways, sorry, go on. It did it did change a few things for us, so it wasn't yeah. just a non-factor. Mm -hmm. Definitely, because there was no reason to do a sixth because we could just spend more time on our main, get pushing the higher keys, and then getting the higher loot from that. But then obviously we saw that change. I think we were doing a split. When well, we were doing something at the time, I honestly can't remember. But we were all we were all on Teamspeak. And we just were like, oh, you know what this means? Like, we have to go see the character right now. So everyone instantly, like, this is a few days before the Heroic Week. Everyone just spams up a character as fast as they can. And then we fit in a sick raid somehow. Oof, um, that was a last minute that, thing? Yeah, literally, oh. like, three days before, I think, something like that. Ew. And mm -hmm. luck, lucky our, our guild is full of so many no-lifers that we were able <laughs> to just pump up 25 more uh, level 110s in that short amount of time. Oof. But yeah, then my sixth character was the the second druid, but he's just so far behind on everything at this point because I've kind of neglected him. So I'm stuck with the the main druid with the average legendaries. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Not to like badmouth healers, but I do wonder at what like echelon or like a balancing period is it better that you have your DPS and tanks with like really good legendaries or your healers though, because. From from my perspective, it's always very different because I'll have a little bit higher eye level when I get to fights compared to you guys. Again, like I'm mm -hmm. a, I'm a Gorm tomorrow, so how? What, what do you think? You hmm? What's your eye level right now? I am eight eight nine. 
personally. Yeah, so yeah. that's lower than what I had at least when I reached Guam. Yeah, you were 890, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I don't. Wow. That's the thing. Like, I don't think TOV. Well, watch well, clapping. <laughs> but I don't think TOV yeah. is really um, like most people enter TOV with roughly the same gear. They've been playing the game a lot, I think. Right. Um, I don't think we have a, You're gonna have a huge edge over the difficulty that we faced um, due to extra gear. Mm. Well, the thing is that the eye level until they fix secondary stats is very weird because sure. of the rings and the necks. It's way better to get a low level, high level neck and um, rings. So, uh, if they have the proper stats, but as soon as they fix that, then it should be more representative. So you could have eight, eight, nine, as you're saying, and I could have done the boss with eight, eight, seven, but just because of my gear is more optimized, it might be better uh, in the end. Yeah, I, I guess that really segues right into the next topic of seven one five is on the PTR. And there's still another build or two or 17 coming. And we might get it before Christmas. It might be the first week of January. But 715 is changing the game a lot. Hopefully for the better. But... Did you just say 7.15 is changing the game for the better? 715. I mean, I... They've ruined Warrior, sorry. They ruined it? Yeah, I don't like the class at all now, Protection Warrior. They're ruining my spec as well. Ooh. Mm. I, posted well, video, I, I posted a video about why I don't like it uh, on my on the, on my YouTube channel, but it's uh, it's honestly not good. Now but is that that's not it's not a gearing thing though. I mean, I'm mostly referring to the gearing stuff. Obviously, all the class changes are going to be very back and forth. I would say on what is good and what is bad, but hopefully the gearing becomes a little bit more straightforward with the jewelry rebalance and all the gear now is going to have more of the main stat on it. So that you want the eye level upgrades, regardless. Yeah, I think the gear will be definitely better um, situated. The only thing that's kind of weird is that the tier pieces will be lower eye level from heroic than the gear that we currently have from Helia raid. Mm -hmm. So it might be kind of awkward because it will feel like you're downgrading to get like we already in the past were doing normal mode rounds to get a piece to complete your four set. Right. Um, let's say in the first week of HFC, uh, Hellfire, uh, if you got three pieces and then you want the four piece, we would do a normal raid and you would bite the bullet and lower your eye level there. But now it's like by default, everything is five eye level less than right. what you can have. So it's kind of weird in terms of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. More legendaries are coming in and I don't like that, to be honest. I really think <clears throat> it will be a big clump fiesta. Mm. Especially if they don't fix that trinket that Those we tested. Well. There's some crazy trinkets going on um, in the <laughs> next patch. I, so, yeah. I heard about the so the tank trinket and the Kill Jade Meteor trinket uh, are both broken in the current build, but I'm pretty sure they're fixed in the next one. That's why I said like there's two or three or seventeen more builds coming. Because yeah, I've I've seen logs of the KJ trinket. Or the tank trinket a little bit uh yeah they can't go live like that so they should be fixed hopefully in the next builds but. yeah can i can i just say something about the lesdaries though that uh, i didn't say earlier because i don't know if we're jumping off that topic but first i want to say i really hate the system as it is now mm -hmm. i think it's pretty terrible and mainly the thing that i would fix is 
why I, I don't think it's needed to have the Magnum Opuses or the Cephus or any cross class uh, uh, legendaries in the game because I, I you cannot make those too good because then they will be overpowered for every class and everyone right. will want them so they all kind of suck and now they're trying to buff them a little bit but they you still are not going to be happy getting a magnum opus in a, uh, from a legendary and now they're adding new legendaries which for some classes might be must-haves and they will have a very short amount of time to acquire them and they need to get super lucky whereas for other classes they can just use the ones that they are already in the game, so they have a huge advantage over the other right. classes. Do you understand what I mean? So what right, I would right. do instead would be just change all the legendaries so that they're just um, class-specific. So let's say I have the uh, Hunter Belt. Why do I need to have a, a Beast Mastery Belt for a legendary belt and a Marksmanship legendary belt? Right. Why can't it just be the same item? And just have like, I don't know, a few legendaries out there, six, maybe eight, but yeah. they work for all the specs. Because now if I switch to my other spec, if I have to play Beastmaster in the next uh, raid, I just have a belt that just gives me stats and that's it. It's just a glorified uh, random drop. So it just feels really weird. Like why not, why have two items with the same slot, but it's yeah. different specs? I think they've, oh. They, oh, go ahead, Scott, go ahead. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I, you probably covered this already earlier. Um, Watch Bang probably covered it when he was, you know, talking for ten minutes. But <laughs> wow. it's like I, oh, I hope. Oh. I hope they. I wish they'd do the same thing with AP. Yeah, like for playing off spec. Like you know, whatever AP you get on your main on your main spec, you can also use on your off spec. Yeah, I think artifact's power is nowhere near as egregious of a system as legendaries are, though, because once January rolls around, we're at twenty four thousand nine hundred percent more. It's going to be really easy to get your off specs all 34, 35, 36, you know, in relative quickness comparatively in time. But yeah, it's you brought up the Magnum Opus though, Roger. I'm I'm very interested to see the buffed version not be abused in Nighthold though, because it's almost like just having the freaking um Valinir back because those shields are really yeah, good. good. So yeah. I'm scared that the the whole shift in power on legendaries is becoming like what you said. If you have certain ones that were shit, and then you get ones that are god tier, uh, it, it's such a huge gulf that they're rebalancing right before the big raid comes out. Yeah, so. exactly. I don't understand. Like when you have a legendary that works for every single spec, every single class in the game, like the the neck, how are you going to balance that out? Like this is just impossible. I don't know. So it's either going to be really good for some people and then really bad for others. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just terrible design, in my opinion. And now they're trying to buff it and now it might be overpowered and you will have people maybe using it to cheese some mechanics. Yep. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe it will be a must-have. Yep. Suddenly. I don't know. No, that's very true. Scott wants some more Chris on stream. I was going to ask him the next question that was being up here. I guess you brought up Mythic Pluses a little bit here. And just, I guess, from your perspective then, too, what is there a new, like, requirement in Method for, like, playtime in, like, how many Mythic Plus runs you have to do or how important they are to progression? Because essentially, for you guys, rating never stops because you can always right. do Mythic Plus. Always. Exactly. There's, there's always something to do. And uh, actually, we had um, 
we we had it in this tier in Trilabala, where people just went in because they didn't farm the 35 traits. Like they the character just didn't have the enough power to be in the raid. You five percent is just huge. Right. And even going um, further for Nighthold when we're aiming for 54 traits, you can imagine um, like someone's off spec not having having you know 30 traits or even 35 traits compared to 54 is still like massive gaps so mm -hmm. you just need to play the game non-stop basically that's what blizzard have done they don't want anyone to have a social life you just have to farm 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 and we, we haven't put any like strict uh, you know you need to play this amount every day or anything like that but we expect everyone to play a lot and luckily we've got a team that wants the world first so much that they they do just play 24 7 anyway so it all works out in the end they're happy to be mindless slaves to the AP farm. Oh, well, <laughs> I think there's going to be a huge relief, I suppose, with that 54 gets locked in. And I guess you guys have to do this on multiple characters, too. So do you have to keep, like, do you have, like, a, a, a falling off point with your ults right now with how many traits each ult has? But then you want to get so many of those all, of course, as close to possible before Nighthold. So... <laughs> Right, so the most effective time to farm AP is obviously when you reach the cap of your AK. All right. Uh, not not the Kalashnikov, I mean the artifact knowledge. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, so that's twenty five, and we're approaching it. And I think a realistic thing to do is get thirty five traits at least on all your alts, so they don't miss out on that big chunk of five percent <coughs> damage or ten percent healing, ten percent armor. And but then you need to focus on your main to get as much as possible, fifty four. You know, so kind of waiting for that 25, you know, special number to um, be reached. And then, yeah, we're going to have a, a place in Dalaran where you go with your little card and you clock in and then you do your yeah. eight hours of <laughs> farming uh, dungeons I mean, this and then is... you're like, I'm out of here. I mean, and you are, we'll have to see how this changes in the future, but obviously at BlizzCon, they teased how the artifacts will evolve over the course of the expansion so of course we have three tiers to look forward to the tier 19 hasn't even started yet Nighthold. we're basically in legion tier zero and then there's tier one tier two tier three essentially but look at that they're talking about how some of the three of three traits will go to four of four they may even add another gold dragon they're going to add more artifact knowledge percentage in the future as well so the number is going to keep just going up and up and up and up so you're just never ever Gonna be done. Just what I wanted to hear, man. <laughs> so when I saw that screen not BlizzCon, oh. you now get to put an extra point in every single artifact thing that you have already. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm, KMS, nice. Yeah. I don't know, man. How is that exciting for anyone? Like, yeah. I don't know. This oh, is. Well. So this a question that came in from Discord was more like a, a logistical one. So I don't know who can really answer this one, but it's about like the auction house and the consumable material cost of raiding right now in Legion, which I don't know if it affects you the same as it affects a guild like mine. But like, do the AH prices for mats affect your ability to complete the race or compete in the race? And then, or do you have like a farming guild or farming people that help bolster this? So obviously, they have the blood trader now so that helps, but. How do you deal with that, and how it's, much uh, gold do you spend? Maybe I don't know. It's ex it's obviously extremely extremely expensive, right? Like we went into this expansion with uh, tens of millions of gold, and we sent out to every member and child at the start of the expansion seven hundred thousand gold, 
um, to use on consumables. And the consumable prices were just like through the roof at the start of this expansion because of all the gold that people had obviously acquired in the garrison phase of the game. Um, and it's, it kind of feels a little bit sad when you're doing world quests for like, you know, 80 or 90 gold. And then you go to the auction house and like an augment room is like, augment room is like 3,000 gold. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely pretty rough. Mainly, I mean, obviously we can, obviously we, we buy whatever consumables are required. The main thing that I guess uh, it affects is how much people whine about in the raids, you know, like <laughs> having to <laughs> having to use all their gold that they could have spent on the spider mount instead of uh, buying augment runes, yeah. But uh, in regards to acquiring that gold, uh, I think our boy Chris Potter here, he's a bit of a master in that, right? Oh. Well, based, I mean, let's be real, Hellfire Citadel lasted a long time, so there was a lot of boosting going on between Hellfire Citadel and now, so the gold was the gold was flowing in during those long, long months of farming. And then it went very, very quickly as soon as Legion came out and we had to spend ridiculous money on potions and stuff. I mean, Deadly Grace potions at the start for Emerald Nightmare as well. They were ridiculous. They were like one and a half K each or something. And then you're pre-potting every pool. It's just with the runes as well. Just gold straight down the toilet. But yeah, luck. I mean, it's kind of sad that it took so long to build up the tens of millions of gold. And then within a few weeks of progress, it's just all gone. Just millions gone for the runes and all, all that stuff. I have no idea, because well, your your server cluster obviously knows as well that you're there. So I can't imagine it diminishes everywhere because they know you guys are gonna buy their stuff. You're gonna you're gonna buy their herbs, you're gonna buy their, their runes. I, I can't imagine they're gonna make an augment rune that would become the HFC version eventually, because obviously it's a very small increase. But when 20 people have that small increase, it becomes a much more noticeable. It's something with like Vantus room materials and stuff like that. So that's, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Can I say, I don't know if anyone here watches a series called, or it's not a series, like a show. Um, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Anyone here? No? Anyways, he has these little segments where it's like, uh, you know, this, why is this still a thing? So I wonder, can we make a segment of augment runes? Why is this still a thing? <laughs> like, okay. Why yeah. do augment runes need to exist in the game? <laughs> it's beyond me. All right. And uh, due to that, um, this might shock you a bit. So I'm actually in debt in World of Warcraft. <laughs> I what? Wait, wait, that. Wait, what? <laughs> Dude, I took I, I took out six million from Guild Bank, but I only put five million back in. <laughs> <laughs> Exposed. And I'm, I'm oh. like stressed because I owe like four hundred k, and I'm like, oh shit, oh my god. You're in debt in a virtual game. Don't worry, mm. guys. It's just gonna take a few world quests to get that million gold back in. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get now. Now I have a solution to the your gold problem, Roger. You need to get lucky with all those. Equipment crates for your followers to get the legendary uh -huh. 150 gold per world quest completion. Oh, nice. Oof. Yeah, that's what I need. Oof. That's what you need. You need, you need. you need a legendary to get you out of debt. So good luck on that. 150 gold per world quest. Okay, I need to do like a billion world quests. Then. Yeah, okay, basically. Got it. You're already up, going yeah. to do them. So. But let's look to the future, I guess, a little bit here then. So Nighthold draws ever closer, probably late January, most likely. I don't think early February, that seems a little too far. So what do you guys think for, for Nighthold? What are you guys doing to prepare other than Roger being in debt? 
So, and what are your thoughts towards towards Gul'dan? I suppose predictions, thoughts, dread, maybe. I don't know, Chris. What do you think? Just ho hoping it's not too bugged or exploity. Really, that would be the worst thing. Because they Blizzard test bosses, and then they still have tons of bugs and problems. Hmm. So I'm a bit worried of when they don't test what it's actually going to be like. I mean, I think Roger said it earlier about Raden, right? Who knows what happens when they don't test bosses? It could all could all be a mess. And it's it's a real shame as well because, like we were just saying. We're playing hundreds of hours of Mythic Plus, like farming, spending all that gold on consumables and just putting like so much effort in. And if you do all of that and then you get to the boss and it has some like big floor, some big bug or something, it's going to be very disappointing, I think. So yeah, fingers crossed that they don't screw up, basically. Oh, for sure. What about you, Scott? What's like, what are your thoughts like guild management wise for the Nighthold? Because obviously the stakes are much higher in a tiered raid with multiple 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 splits tier gear and 10 bosses in one raid so well obviously there's a lot of preparation involved in regards to um working out the strategies that we're going to be using um this, the raid setup the raid comp is obviously extremely important as well uh, keeping up to date with the class changes that are going on in the ptr um also preparation in other regards such as with add-ons and such um you obviously saw that add-ons have become quite an important part of uh, of raiding. Mm -hmm. um, so being prepared add-on-wise is also really important. But in regards to like individual preparation, um, it's basically going to be you know sitting inside a million Mythic Plus dungeons again. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably going to see more souls more than a few times uh, <laughs> in the coming weeks going towards Nighthold. Yeah. Because, I mean, every trait makes a small difference to your character. And, I mean, if you're pushing for the absolute top tier, then every small difference is just, you know, huge. Mm. I guess I was going to question you about that. Is that, mathematically, Ma Souls is because the shortest, quickest way to get multiple chests, yeah? I guess that's the, yeah, just the main it's one. Not, it's not even multiple chests. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just whichever is, is fastest to get the chest full stop, really. Sure. And Ma of Souls is the fastest, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I didn't know if there was some other trick involved there because DHT had some nonsense that I don't know if they fixed or not yet. Where you can trail pot, you can you can like you, you invis pot through trash and then you can pull past a lot of it and then hug a wall and it all deagros, so you get to skip like half the freaking dungeon. I don't know. I heard that one was, but I don't know if that's fixed or not yet. Well, the issue is that you still need to kill 100% of the mobs, right? Of course, still, of course. It's still a mythic plus dungeon, so yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, you're, ideally you're farming level 7 to 9, and you can blast through that dungeon and do it in, like, you know, 8 to 10 minutes or so. Have you dabbled in the new hotness, which is the 4 DPS, 1 tank, Mythic Plus nonsense yet? No, I haven't tried that out personally. I mean, mm. I, I heard about that, like, yesterday. Um, We're already there, basically. Is, that's the thing. Yeah, I can see how it's doable. I think even... It depends on the affixes, obviously. Sure. But uh, definitely on level like 7 to 9, I could see that being possible in probably more Souls, for example. So maybe that is uh, what some groups will be doing. At the same time, though, like I said, I haven't really looked into it extensively. I guess Prot Warrior is not the ideal candidate for it. Uh, there's probably better tank classes available, but at the same time, it's probably still doable. Yeah. I suppose. And I guess... Anyway, I'll probably be playing Guardian Druid anyway, since Blizzard have ruined Warrior, so... I, I was going to ask you, what do you, why have they ruined Warrior? Because this the well, next question I, okay, is about when I say, these changes. When I say so. ruin warrior, I'm 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 obviously over exaggerating, right? They haven't right. they haven't ruined it, so to speak. 
But right now, if you're talking about tanks, um, Guardian Druid is the strongest tank in the game sure. um, from, from like a rating point of view. Below that, you've currently got, sitting out around Tier 2, you've got Warrior and Paladin roughly sitting at the same level. Um, basically, the changes on the PTR right now is making Warrior um, a little bit weaker, survivability-wise. Um, um, just the way the class works, it's kind of hard to explain this in like a short, uh, a short segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, yeah, the class, the class is getting some changes. It's actually getting quite a lot of changes to the to the playstyle of the class, even. Um, it's and it's definitely a nerf. So I feel as if Druid Druid has literally not changed at all on seven point one point five. So Druid is literally remaining the king, the king tank. Warrior's getting slightly worse. Paladin's pretty much staying the same. So right now, I think at the top you've got Druid. Maybe below that you've got Paladin. Maybe in slightly below that you've got Warrior, most likely. Not <clears throat> not hundred percent sure about the changes on the other tanks right now on seven point one point five. But I think Druid, as it stands right now, is is literally just by far the best tank for reading. Yeah, Druid is a little bit silly, I guess. And then Roger, you were saying they're they're ruining hunters. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're just gonna play Beast Masteries. What's the problem? Well, problem <laughs> is that I have two best legendaries for MM. I have uh-huh. 35 traits on MM. I have the sickest uh, relics for MM, and now I have to throw all that away and start from scratch for BM. And the, the problem I have is that I don't understand the logic behind changing the class so drastically. They've reverted a couple of changes that they did initially on the PTR, but they still are changing the whole playstyle, kind of. And they're forcing something down your throat. That's how it feels, to yeah. me at least. Uh, everyone is playing with Sidewinders currently, and now they're trying to make everyone use something else other than Sidewinders. I don't know, there's a bunch of changes. I think everyone will go go sleeper mode if I start talking about them. But oh, the the point that I'm trying to make here is why change it? Why do they want to change it so drastically? Instead of fixing the specs that are bad right now, they're destroying a spec which is good and it's not overpowered. Like if we were Shadow Priest level or Demon Hunter level, sure, I understand if they do something to the class, but why? Why, Blizzard? I don't get it. How about healers, Chris? What do you think? Is nothing changing for healers? Or um, I haven't really looked much in depth at the other healing classes, to be honest. Okay. But rest, rest of the is basically staying the same. There's obviously, you know, small changes, like small nerfs and buffs to some spells and traits and stuff. But in general, there's no, like, big talent changes, nothing like that. So pretty easy for me, really. I can just chill out. <laughs> I can just keep playing what I've been playing. The only sad thing about the patch for me is that they're adding another the trinket. The healing trinket is also really, really, really good. Um, not quite as overpowered as the DPS and tank ones were on the last PTR, but mm. they're still really good. So it's just adding to the list of legendaries that I wish I had and don't have. So yeah. Well, bad, on the legendary thing, I think one of the good changes to come out of the the Mythicalia powder <laughs> keg was Blizzard actually admitting to this the accusations of the bad luck protection and like the four soft cap for legendaries and none of that nonsense? I was very surprised to read an official blue post about that because when does Blizzard ever not to like throw shots or or uh, throw shots but throw shade but they never really admitted to in like an official typed format like whoops and they did there was a four soft cap because your bad luck protection stopped. Which, in what dev's mind was that a good idea? There's so many legendaries. 
And in, again, what Roger's talking about, if you get two or three for one spec and you want to change specs, but then you don't have bad luck protection anymore, so you basically just never might get another legendary for your other specs, like you never play it? Like, ah, uh, that's so... So I guess we have that, which is I, mean, I really I don't even... Do you, do, <laughs> I, oh. The thing is, are, are you even sure that... Because uh, honestly, I don't want to call them liars, but... sure. I'm not sure that they, they're giving us the whole truth. Because now, apparently, they removed that soft car. But I'm not seeing it. Honestly, I'm not seeing it. Honestly, there, I, I don't see, do, watch have, it, though. Do you I've see lost, people like, getting faith. five legendaries? Like, I've lost that's a lot what I mean. of faith handling this legendary system. There's been so many, you know, mock-ups in the past. I honestly don't even know what's going on with legendaries anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, you might as well just roll a fresh character and see what happens. <laughs> Essentially. <I mean. laughs> oh, you got the Magnum Albus. Sorry. Yeah, delete. Delete. <laughs> yeah. Delete. It feels really bad. I'm not unlucky. <sighs> it's probably one of the most obviously again going back to the, the amount of time you guys put into the game for the, like the, the top end world first race that you do it to yourselves, right? That's your decision. But when that decision is impacted by a crushing RNG to either improve or hinder your progress that you cannot control. You can control it by just breaking your dick off and running Mythic Pluses over and over again and living in Moss Holes like Sko does. But like, is that really the only way we can do this system? Really? Sko, are you, are you breaking your dick, Sko? Oh. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but... <laughs> he doesn't break anything if you put it in his hand. Yeah, he just... <laughs> He he, Roger. Yeah, it's it's easily the one biggest problem. I'm sure everyone agrees upon is just really bad with the system. It's just not fun. It's not rewarding when you get one. I got the chest the other day, finally for my third on my enhancement shaman, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not like the best, right? So I'm just like, okay. Alright. Yeah. It just doesn't, it said, doesn't uh, feel good. So Yeah, as I, as I said earlier, I think they just went way too crazy with the new system because they thought, oh, it's so cool. Let's do this. Oh, and let's put some for everyone. And let's introduce more legendaries all the time. And yeah, it's just... You'd lose the whole fun aspect of it, I think, in the end. I don't know. Yeah. I, no, think, I think they should really change the system. I think in the end, they will be forced to do something about it. Mm -hmm. They will probably put in some system where you can specifically buy a legendary or trade or, you know, sell two legendaries to buy another one. Because at some point when people actually start getting frustrated about this, because right now it's too much content to complain. But right. once Nighthold is out, then there's probably going to be a decent amount of time where there's nothing gonna, new coming up. Um, or at least not a new raid, and then people will start feeling like, okay, I'm right now. I'm, I cannot do as much DPS as the other guy just because of my legendaries. Because right now you can just say, oh, go do TOV, or you know, go into Mythic. But then at some point in Eyehold, that's gonna stop. And uh, yeah, you're gonna have some pitchforks coming out. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And no. when <laughs> when there's when there's enough pitchforks out there. Blizzard usually does something about it. So, get ready, boys. Mm-hmm.
we'll have to see. I mean, that was a question that I had asked in my Discord, similar to this thing. So I guess we're sort of on that same topic. But I guess the 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 caveat to that one was that was there actually a hopefully not super toxic in this or like unfortunate but did you have to make your raid roster based on legendaries though because everyone's got multiple characters but you have to like move around the priority of what character they play because they're legendary rng definitely Ugh. yeah uh uh red paladin everyone's so crazy to see in our oh. uh, world first girl he he uh he was kind of a running joke he got the legend he didn't want to play his red to begin with and he got the first good legendary on his rep in the really early weeks of, of Legion. And then everyone's saying, uh, like, his, his Narcolese was his main, his DK. And everyone's going, Retalese? Rerolling to the to the rep island? And then a few weeks later, he gets the second best one. So <laughs> he kind of got forced into playing it. But I think he likes it now because with two OP legendaries, he does a lot of DPS. So he keeps him happy. But definitely the legendaries affects, who, um, like, what character you're playing and... I mean, Sko just switched to another warrior, but there's also players completely just switching to another class just because they got two really good legendaries. Mm -hmm. I had yeah. the only instance in my guild, which is that's why it's very small from my perspective, because we don't really do that. We came with only one one extra main. Uh, is we had a shadow priest who was just playing his alt hunter, and his alt hunter gets a really good legendary. He gets the boots. So he had to swap. He swapped from Shadow Priest to Hunter. Because he's like, well, that decision's made for me, I guess. Whereas our other Shadow Priest got the belt or whatever that gives you the extra mind blasts or something like that. So he was like, oh, I guess I'm staying on my Shadow Priest. So, which, it feels interesting, I guess, from that perspective. But then it also, you get so locked in. Mm, too much. So. <laughs> I know. Can we, yep. get, can we get Chris Potter a real webcam? For sure. He's... It's funny we bring Chris on the show with Roger, who used to be the worst webcam on you. Final Boss yeah, TV. Yeah, I told you, it's the and different stages, yeah? It's a different <laughs> stage. I haven't evolved yet. <laughs> when you first get into Method, you have a shitty camera, and then, you know, you, you need to go through that stage. I mean, neither Chris has been on Final Boss. I mean, he, he knows it's time to upgrade, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I'm actually really upset of how bad the quality of it is, man. Yeah, was pretty bad, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah, style, man. I had to like I'll give I'll give chat like a, a gif here. So here's the dude dude dude. I'm just gonna rotate it a couple times. Someone can gif this. There we go. Yeah, what's per going on? Perfect. Oh I was rotating through all three cameras for the, the circle of life of, of a method right. Oh, now. oh. <laughs> yeah. Cause we're basically at the end. I'm looking to see if anyone <laughs> has any questions. I just saw that now, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you um Oof. Uh, yeah. You go from you go from prison to prison with a fridge. To... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can we can, can we have in the chat if it, people in the chat if they want if they want if they had to choose one stage to be at, press one if you want to be at Chris Potter stage, press two if you want to be at Roger stage, press three if you want to be at the Skull Legion stage. I, I'm okay it. with this. Go for it, chat. Another reason why you should be watching the live show and not watching it on YouTube. Is is this? Let's see how you know, this all I'm works. gonna say is, if I want a, a cool drink, all I have to do is slide my chair back. I'm actually oh. not at once. I'm gonna live edit this to bring chat on the screen right now. I want to see this. Wait, can we get a count somehow? I have no. I doubt it. I'm just. Not not so, there's not many threes here, man. Feels bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm counting, and I think the twos are winning. Where's, 
There's some shield squad. Out. There's some fives. I saw some fives. I'm not sure that wasn't a number. <laughs> good memeing. Uh, there's a pretty good. I'm gonna scroll up in chat because it definitely took over before I got the region up. Oh god, it's breaking my Twitch chat. I brought it up in the middle of all of us just to have this for the vod. There you go. That's all you get. But that was pretty good. Yeah. I like it. All right. All right. But anything else you guys want to add on at the end here about method or the world first race or Helio TOV? Anything you want to talk about? Because we're at time. So, but well, I think it's only right we mention uh, our raid leader who's not here. Scribe. Oh yeah. He uh, he was the GM and raid leader of of Rapid Eye Movement, and then obviously when we merged, he was the raid leader. He's now the raid leader of Method. Oh wait, what and, are you saying? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> ah, Roger Brown. Every, everyone <laughs> in my stream <laughs> thinks I'm the raid leader. Exactly. <laughs> Roger Brown. Roger Brown, the raid leader. The illusion here, Chris, man. <laughs> This is how Roger Brown gets viewed, dude. Just yeah, ruin hello? It, Don't ruin my image, please. <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> nah, but wow. uh, in all honesty, Scribe um, is a great raid leader, and yes. um, he definitely is a key part for our success so far. So mm. cheers to you, uh, Scraper. You mm. can't say cheers to him, he doesn't drink. Yeah, this water, though. This water, so, though. For the alliance. <laughs> what? Oh, wait. Wow, what is that? What is that, Scott? What is that? But anything else? Yeah, how would you guys rate my Christmas tree? Pretty good, right? Did you decorate any of it, or...? No. Yeah, part of it. Okay. Yeah, he, he moved the, the tree. Good reach, or it's up. Put the stones up. It's not, it's not bad. It's not, it's not bad. I mean, you went out and got it in the wild. So, I mean, that's true. Yeah. Props for that. 5 out of 10, 2 out of 10, 10 10 with rice. Uh, that's a good good spicy meme right there. All right. All right, I got I got something for the chat. Can I go ahead? Sure. Last thing and then All we'll right. wrap up. All right. Please spam Mr. Destructoid if you're all hyped about the Westworld finale coming tonight. Let's go. That's it. Hmm. <sighs> mm. You're mm. all excited, Scott? No? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty hyped, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, I still haven't caught up on the last, on the new release episode of uh, Vikings. So I need to check that out first, yeah. Vikings. Oh, gosh. They're the, they're the destructoids. Oh, goodness. You're living gracious. in the, you're living in the past, go. Let's look at the future. Yep. All right. Well, I think that'll about do it. We had the juicy center, and then we kind of tapered off because I wanted to make it that it wasn't. Ending on some ridiculous note, but there are obviously a lot of pros, a number of cons with Legion right now. But hopefully, we'll they'll wiggle around, and we'll, I, I can't wait to see what's your druid's name going to be, Scott. My druid. Yeah, it's already called. Uh, it's already uh, a thing. It's already called School Bomb. Oh, okay. All right. Good. I mean, we're we're going to see you on that bomb. all the time now. Yeah, Is just blow it? things up, man. <laughs> all right, I'm hit. I'm hitting this button. Wait, wait, wait. It false false start. Wait, it, like, VLC. There we go. Goodness gracious. Thank you guys so much for watching. Episode number 124 of Final Boss TV. This is the Method World First Hellia interview. State of the legendary nonsense in Legion right now. Next week should be Hunters. I don't know if Roger will come right back on the show. I think mean, that's too much Roger Brand too fast. I'm not sure about this. Know. We'll see. Hmm. We'll the next see. week will be Hunters, and then there'll be a little break for the holiday period. So, and then, of course, we'll pick back up. It takes about, again, nine to ten months to do all the class episodes. 
Around the table again, real quick. There is Chris Potter, one of the officers at Method. Plays Arrested Druid and heals stuff. You can go follow him and watch him heal things on one of the most 16-year-old Twitch names of all time. Uh, X Chris Potter TV X. No scope for Jesus. Exactly. But thank you very much for being on the show, sir. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. I'm sorry about my webcam quality. I'm, you know, well, you'll, in it, but. you'll never do it again after this. Uh, life lesson learned. <laughs> we, know what Chris, we know what Chris is getting from Santa this year, yeah? Exactly. Oh, yeah, webcam. That's what, that's what Sko calls me, make it, uh, makes me call him, by the way. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> then there's Roger Brown. You can go follow him on Twitch, the raid leader of Method, quote unquote, at Roger Brown. And you can go watch him. Not oh, like shoot sidewinders in 715. Like that Hit that mm -hmm. follow button. Absolutely. You know you want it. Well, thank you for being on the show again, Roger. It's always a pleasure, sir. Yep. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure as well. <clears throat> I don't know how the Houdini act in the middle of the show where you flipped your camera and broke everything, yeah. but, you know, that was fun. Theatrics. I'm not going to do it again because it might, uh, <laughs> you know, right. break break the camera. And then there's there's Sko. You can go follow him on Twitch TV at Sko. It's hard to find this man. It's, it is it is hard to find me. Yeah. Shields up, boys. There you go. One more shield wall in chat. Thank you everyone on the show again, sir. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate it. No worries, man. Thanks for the invite. That's Absolutely. like dabbing. Shields up. <laughs> oh, it kind of was. Oh, don't do that. No. Scott. Oh, God. I didn't connect it, but then Roger had to make it one level deeper. I hope there's uh. a gift of it. Yo, Roger, you didn't do your boring action uh, animation that I told you you should do, man. That's right, dude. There That's that. Well, thank you all very much for watching. Trust in your seal of RNG gold and have fun with your emissary caches of RNG legendaries. And, of course, I will see you next Sunday for Hunters. If you are on Discord, you have a chance to submit your questions when I ask for them in about a week from now. Well, next Saturday. But thank you all very much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube or iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play Music or... Yeah, all those. Or oh, the website RSS feed, because it is in audio only as well. If you missed the episode, of course, it'll be up on YouTube very soon. But thank you very much for watching, and have a great night. I'll see you next week, everybody. <gasps> Bye! 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 Wave! Wave by the nice people! Wave by or, or do something. Just don't dab on camera. Don't do it. Up to it! There we go. All right, how are we done? What are you doing, Scope?